On today's show, I'm going to talk about making New Year's resolutions, why I think we're not as successful as we want to be, and how to make them so that we can actually create change and reach our goals instead of starting strong and never finishing. Don't make any New Year's resolutions until you hear me out. Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome to The Eva Show. I'm Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm on a mission to help you acknowledge your worth, reclaim your power, and find your voice in this noisy world. If you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's a-okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. You ready to ditch expectations other people have put on you and rise to become who you've always wanted to be? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back. This is episode 16 of the show. I'm your host and life coach, Eva Miller. We're getting to that time of year when we start seeing a lot of, okay, you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes for this, okay? We're seeing a lot of that new year, new you buzz on social media. And I usually really love the sense of hope and purpose in those posts. I have always liked fresh starts and do-overs. They make me feel energized and kind of, I don't know, optimistic about the future. But I have struggled to stick to resolutions through the years, and I know a lot of other people have too. So I've got some good stuff to share for your consideration today. At the heart of making resolutions, there's usually some sort of improvement, whether it's for yourself, your family or friends, or something for the world. I mean, it's not required, but that's usually how it breaks down. I think it starts when we get inspired by our attitudes of gratitude at Thanksgiving, and then I think it carries over from the spirit of joy at Christmas. And then I think it gets topped off with the hope that the upcoming year always seems to bring. And I think we get a little emotional because it gives us mm, a euphoric high. And it seems like these things inspire us to raise our vibrations and want to be better people, which is a great thing. So it makes sense that New Year's resolutions are typically personal development goals. But personal development is all about capacity. And we're all in different places when it comes to our emotional and physical abilities. It seems like a lot of people take the idea of improving themselves in some way and try to turn it into like becoming the perfect version of themselves that they hope to attain. So I see three problems with resolutions. They are our lens, our approach, and our expectations. And I want to talk about them all but I'm actually going to start with the last one first and go backwards. So starting with our expectations. If we're being honest, we would agree that our expectations of ourselves are usually not very realistic. We always seem to overestimate some things and underestimate others. But if the thought of making a resolution to improve yourself adds to your stress, makes you feel anxious, or somehow leaves you feeling less than other people, Don't make one. Please recognize your power. You're incredible already. And you are in competition with no one. And you don't have to prove anything to anyone else ever. And anybody who tells you otherwise is lying. Even if it's just you telling you that crap, you're lying to yourself. And look, if you're in the throes of raising tiny humans and you're using dry shampoo, caffeine, and Jesus just to survive every day, this isn't the time for you to get ambitious. Put a pin in a few of those goals for a little bit. You can always go back to them later. 
There's no point in you driving yourself nutty trying to do everything you want to put your hand into. The stress will eventually shorten your life. And it's more important to go to your grave satisfied with the life you created than riddled with guilt and regret. And if you're struggling with a health issue, say, for example, I don't know, fibromyalgia, you probably can't realistically resolve to run 20 miles per week just because you used to be a runner and run that much. Right now, maybe getting out of bed and showing up to work on time five days a week is your best. And if that's the case, celebrate the fact that you're doing everything you can right where you are with what you have at this moment and let all that other stuff go. It's okay if you're in a season where the only thing you can do is tread water and survival is your only goal. And if you are in that season, trust that whatever your capacity is right now, you have the brains and the ability to find solutions for yourself. Please give yourself the space and the grace that you need so you can create what you've got to have in your life. Okay, next on the list of problems surrounding our resolutions is our approach. When it comes to making resolutions at the new year, or trying to make any change really, our approach is usually to just stop doing whatever the thing is that we don't want to do anymore. And it's usually because we tried easing our way out of that thing before and it didn't work. So then we think, well, going cold turkey must be what I've got to do. Or we think that in order to start adding something in new, that we just stick it in there and it'll just hang on. Like, I'm just going to start exercising every day now. Yeah, never mind that I haven't been to the gym in five years. Sure, I can totally just jump in and start being perfect at this. But if we try to drop or start something without pausing to ask why we haven't dropped it or started it before now, we're probably not going to get the results we wanted. Because there's got to be a reason why you weren't successful before, right? I mean, okay, so maybe you don't have the highest IQ ever, but you're not dumb. You're the one who gets stuff done all the time, right? So why haven't you seen that done before? Why haven't you gotten that solved? Why are you still struggling with it? Why haven't you had a win in that area yet? I'll tell you why. It's because knowing what you need isn't the only piece that's required. Sometimes you might need to know other things like why, how, or who. Why something hasn't worked before. Was it the wrong time? The wrong thing? Both? Or something else? How could it be adjusted to work better? Do you need more of something or less of something else? Who can help you get what you want? Sometimes just having another person alongside you is exactly what you need to push whatever you're working on over the hump and get it going. And just because you've tried an approach before and it didn't work, it doesn't mean it's not doable. Try to view it from all sides and see what you might have missed. And then this brings us to the first thing I mentioned as a problem with resolutions, which is our lens. So there are two things about our lens that I believe hold us back. And they kind of piggyback on the, one of the ones that I mentioned, which is our expectations. We expect things from others that we would never expect of ourselves. And the first one is perfection. If you have ever <laughs> potty trained a toddler, you already know that no matter how many times you read the potty book to him, no matter how many conversations you've had, no matter how many thousands of times she's followed you to the bathroom and watched you pee, you already know toilet training is not a once-and-done thing. It takes time. There are messy accidents. and Sometimes you stop for a while and go back to it later. But nobody tries for six weeks and then says, well, 
Peeing in the toilet just isn't for my kid. I guess we'll just give up and stay in diapers. And secondly, the other problem with our lens is that not only do we expect perfection from ourselves, we also expect immediate results, just like that. Like when we decide to go to the gym and eat right, we do that for a week and then we get mad because we didn't drop like seven pounds. But if your best friend spent the last 10 years eating crappy food, never exercising, drinking alcohol every day, and having terrible sleeping habits, and she made a New Year's resolution to lose weight, and after two weeks of cleaning up her diet, establishing a sleep routine, and going to the gym, if she didn't lose, you know, 25 pounds, and she's telling you how frustrated she is, (laughs) you'd probably be like, dude, your body is still in shock. Give it a minute to catch up. (laughs) But we think that just because we decide something that it should automatically fall into place. Even if we go after it without even having a plan, we are so hard on ourselves and we show ourselves no mercy and that has to stop. We've got to learn to give ourselves the grace and love that we so freely give to everybody else. You may not see this right now, but I promise it's true. The real arrival, so to speak, it's not in the accomplishment of the actual goal. It's in the journey. So yeah, sure, your body and organs will be healthier if you lose 40 pounds. But who you become while you're losing that 40 pounds, well, that's also a place where amazing health improvements happen, usually in the area of mental and emotional health, which is just as important. And you learn a lot about yourself when you're trying to change. Some of it you love and some of it you don't, but that part of the journey, that's where you're molded and you become the person you always wanted to be. That's when you have the most chance to make the changes. Oh, you see something you don't like and you, okay, I want to do something different. I quit making resolutions about 20 years ago. They were never paired with a plan for how to implement them. And so really they weren't anything more than empty wishes. I tried a few different things over the years, and I discovered that creating real change in my life was a lot more effective when I did it in shorter bursts or concentrated bursts. For a while, I chose a phrase to focus on, you know, and that might have lasted three months or nine months or a whole year, whatever, just depended on how I felt. And sometimes I chose a word to be my theme for a year. And I'm going to give you an example of each of these, but I just want you to know that opening myself up like that and doing both of these things, they actually set the tone for me to make changes in my life and tweaking things. But you should know, I don't ever get legalistic about it. And I always focus on aiming for progress, not perfection. The first year I decided to stop making resolutions and focus differently on what I wanted to develop was... Mm, 1999 or 2000. And the phrase that I used that year was cut the fat. I spent a lot of time thinking about ways to trim unnecessary things from my life because I wanted to be sure that I was giving the important things my attention and I was being intentional instead of living passively about my life. And so obviously I targeted like my diet and nutrition, but TV watching was on my list of things to examine. And so was the time and energy I invested into my relationships. And I may not have done that quite for a whole year. I don't remember for sure how long I did it. But I can tell you this. The phrase and the mindset of cut the fat 
That has stayed with me in big and small ways ever since. I periodically still reevaluate my routine and my priorities to make sure that I'm still majoring on the majors and minoring on the minors. And I regularly consider ways and ideas or areas where I can cut the fat. My word for 2020 was actually relentless. I said that I was going to be relentless about pursuing my goals and sharing my gifts. I told myself I didn't come this far to only come this far. And I decided that relentless would look at least in part like me getting back to my weightlifting routine. I dealt with a rotator cuff injury for half of 2019. And when I got cleared to exercise again, I said that I was going to work out at least four days a week. I said I was going to read six personal development books in 2020. Traveling is one of the ways that I grow. Traveling reminds me to embrace new experiences and to create memories instead of trying to collect stuff. And I knew I wanted to do it more, even if it wasn't going to be like elaborate trips. So I said I was going to take three short trips, but it was 2020 and the world shut down the week after we got home from the first trip. So the other two didn't happen. I said that I would quit playing small and officially start my coaching business. I said that I was going to be on purpose instead of being about myself and my comfort zone because I wanted to help women see their worth, build their confidence, and reclaim their power. And my words are floating into your ears right now because of that resolution and that phrase, are you being on purpose or are you being on yourself? It was so deeply ingrained in me and kept popping back up. And so in late 21, when relentless wasn't even my word anymore, I actually really had to get serious about what's next on this journey of being on purpose versus being on yourself. And I knew that it was to start a podcast. So other than the three trips, I did the things that I set out to do that year. And now in 2022, I'm still always reading at least one book. Most of the books I read pertain to personal development on some level because I appreciate being challenged and thinking about new ideas. To this day, moving my body and doing some type of workout four times a week, that's still a goal. I I used to think that a workout wasn't a good enough workout if I didn't show up and absolutely kill it. Like, you know, when you've given everything you have to a workout. And I realized that I don't do that every single time. But you know what I learned? That showing up, even if I don't give 100% every time, is still better than only showing up on the days that I did give 100. Because showing up at three-fourths, that's still better than not showing up at all. Same for showing up at 50%. Because, like I said, the real arrival is always in the journey itself. If you're going to make some resolutions for 2023, here are two things I would like for you to consider. One. Quit harboring judgments against yourself because you think you should be farther along by now. Two, don't make resolutions based on shoulds. You should do this, you should do that. Make them on what you actually want, not what you think is going to impress somebody else. The importance and the power of your mindset cannot be understated. It's the secret sauce to everything. Make sure yours is a good one. Okay, that wraps it up for me today. I hope you liked this episode. 
In the month of December, I'm giving you a chance to catch up on any episodes you may have missed so far, and we're going to replay some of our favorites. I really would love to know which episode is your favorite, so get into my DMs and tell me. Till next time, I'm out. Peace. Okay, girlfriend, that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at I'm Eva Miller. Thanks for being here. Talk to you soon.